Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. The young Jacksonville defense. They do bring extra pressure. And Wentz is protected for the end zone. And Dotson. Up inside, but more importantly out here, Campbell goes for the double move. A little bit of an out and up from Jahan Dotson. We talked about what an explosive player he is. Does a nice job selling that to the outside, but Campbell just doesn't make a play on the ball. And that's something as a defensive back, it just takes time to develop and understanding. Just like a quarterback, a defensive back has to know when the ball is going to be in the air, watch the eyes of that receiver, and try and knock it away. Carson Wentz first wash Going for the two-point conversion. Each team has tried that today and failed. Pressure on Wentz. Open. And falling forward, getting the conversion is J.D. McKissick. 28-22. Of Lawrence is in the game. His first NFL game after missing all of last year. And Lawrence on the run. Throwing it. Deep. And intercepted. Did he stay in bounds? Derek Forrest has the takeaway. And just like that, the Washington Commanders are 1-0. What's let's, going on, Braden? I said, let's go. 1-0. Better be 2-0. Yes. Uh, it was a great game. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, the stadium was loud. It was rocking. It was probably more burgundy and gold than I've seen in a long time. Yep. Everyone came out and everyone did their part. The fans did their part. Um, the players. It, it was an all-around. It was a, a, a great, great effort. It was a good game to watch. It was a close game. Fun game. Exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's um talk about, since they won, we'll talk about the good last. So let's kind of talk about the bad, because there was some bad in this game. Um, obviously, uh, Wentz comes out. Comes out good, but he did have two interceptions. One was definitely a bad interception. The second one, I guess you could maybe say it was... I think it was a good defensive play. Right. So, the first one, he just threw it late. Yeah. Yeah, the first one, I feel like he stared him down, too, and just it was just a good read by the corner and pretty easy, actually. I actually thought he... Threw a couple passes in this game late, and I thought he maybe stared, uh, you know, a couple of receivers down. But he got away with it. Yeah. But on that one, he didn't. Yep. You know, if you do something long enough, you're yeah. going to get caught. Yep. The second one, yes, I in uh, is that a bad decision on Wentz? Is that a bad call 
by the offensive coordinator, or was that just a great defensive play? Hey, everybody's got their own opinion on it. It is what it is. He threw two interceptions. So uh, my only advice is I would say do not run screen plays with Carson Wentz. For whatever reason, he is just not a great screen quarterback. He probably just doesn't sell it good. No. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, that's something either way, right? You know, the guy made a great play. Yeah. Or, and I got to be completely honest, I don't think it matters. Well, let me rephrase that. It does matter what your coach calls. But even if your coach calls a play that maybe he shouldn't call, you as the quarterback, at the end of the day, you're the one throwing the ball. So he can call whatever play he wants, but if that's not open, you don't throw it, right? You take the sack, you throw it away, you do whatever. So at the end of the day, even if your coach didn't do you right, I guess I would say, you have the option not to throw that. So it's going to fall back on you as the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the second, I mean, a screen pass is really, I mean, you can throw it at their feet, but you can't really throw it to anyone else on a screen. Right. Throw it down. On, yeah, like really. you said, you bounce it in front of them or yeah. whatever. On that play, though, I just think that was a great play by the defense. He was on our left tackle. They were both like, on each other, and he just disguised it well and jumped out when once through it. He played, he played it well. And then, um, I don't – there was – so our defense, I really don't have too much bad to say about our defense, right? Like, Yeah, not really. Defensive line – Lived up to the standards, I would say. Secondary played fairly well. Uh, Lawrence missed a couple deep shots, but it was, I mean, it was nothing crazy. Um, the linebacking, the linebackers looked pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I think the defense did their role. I think, I think the defense did okay, right? Yep. I won't say the defense is good. Nor bad. Like, the defense was just okay. The defense didn't lose you the game. The defensive line, like you you just said, so the defensive line presented pressure a lot in this game, which they actually don't get the sack or they don't get a negative play. So it doesn't show up in your stat sheet. But if you're watching the game, you realize, well, the quarterback, he had to hurry that throw, which when he hurried that throw – this was the result, and those plays often get overlooked. So the defense was fine. The yeah. de- you know what I mean? They weren't great. They were fine. Mm-hmm. There's also times when Jacksonville during this game did have opportunities and just missed them. So I also don't want to act like we just shut them out. You know what I mean? Like we saw – Trevor Lawrence, who is supposed to be this next great thing, well, he just missed guys. He overthrew mm-hmm. some guys. He underthrew some guys. Um, at that one series, I can't remember if it was the first or the second quarter when they were down in, you know, around the 10 yard line, he had a guy. Uh, yeah, the fade. He had it. Yeah. He, yeah. he really, he had him. If he just puts a little, maybe less on it, he overthrew the guy. Yep. I don't know whose fault that is if the receiver was supposed to. You know what I mean? Like, you never know on those who's making the mistake there. But 
it didn't end up where he was at. So it counts as an overthrow. Um, and then on the very next play, I believe it was the running back went the opposite way, right? Was that the very next play? Yeah, it was and the he, fourth down. He hits him right in the hands. And Etienne dropped it. And he drops it. He probably walks in if he catches it. So there was some opportunities for Jacksonville, but like I said, we're not going to harp either way. I thought they were fine. They, they pressured. They stood up when they had to stand up. You fix those other little things because you're going to have to fix those. Like that, you know, I said this before going to the game. Don't count Jacksonville out. Everybody said this was going to be an easy win. And I said there's no way. Jacksonville is going to be a much improved team. You saw it firsthand. Jacksonville's not a bad team. You know, if they're a bad team, then Washington's just not a good team because it shouldn't come down to the very last minute if – it's a bad team. Yep. Yeah. Um, looking at watching the game, I totally noticed Jacksonville was way more improved from last year. But I seemed like at times Washington was just playing like down to their level. They started the game off. Did they start the game off back to back touchdowns? Right. Yes. Yeah, and it was surprising. I was like, oh wow, they look great. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not used to. I'm not used to watching the Redskins or Commanders go down and score a touchdown on the opening drive. And then it was nice to see, like, Curtis Samuel and get some looks. Like, I kind of, like, we, we started the game off strong. We got two touchdowns. And I want to say, like, yeah, it wasn't that vanilla, boring play call back in preseason. We saw that Debo Samuel package with Curtis Samuel. And we, you know, he got the ball a lot. He got the first touchdown of the game. And then once after that second touchdown, I feel like when it was 14-3 to forever, they kind of just went back into, like, boring Scott Turner, like, autopilot calling. Like, this is Scott Turner, basic, boring plays. Then, when it mattered to score, they went down the field, hit McLaurin on a deep route, touchdown. They go down, Jahan Dotson, another deep route, to touchdown. Like, uh, it, it just seems like they, that's the thing. Like, they just play to the level of their competition sometimes, I felt like. Like, they just... Didn't go out trying to score every drive, it seemed like, at sometimes. Yeah, I, hey, Curtis Samuel gets this. He gets the applause. Curtis Samuel was, like, he had the Madden juke stick. You know, when you're playing Madden and you fell to your guy and you, you know, what's it, the left left juke stick? You, you, you click it real quick and your guy does a juke and you, you know, scored a touchdown. Yeah, he was nice with it. He had unbelievable, multiple unbelievable ankle-breaking, like, 2K ankle breakers out there. Yeah, he was looking really, like, yeah, after the catch, he got the ball. He looked like a running back out there. He looked like a freaking video game. Mm -hmm. So, kudos. Yeah, like, it was great to see. I hope he can stay healthy. I hope he can continue that because... That is a weapon. That's a weapon. Jaha Dotson. Let's give him. He could have been MVP, right? Like yeah. Two touchdown passes as a rookie first game with Curtis Samuel having a great game and McLaurin being one of the best receivers with a touchdown and he still gets two. That's impressive. If this team is coached right, 
they have the potential to i i want to go back to the old rams like 99 the greatest show on turf they have speed they have guys that can catch now as an offensive coordinator you have to get the ball in their hands and you know i felt like in the first quarter when we got up 14 to nothing i mean i'm sorry 14 to 3 we had our guys moving while catching and then we kind of got complacent and they started doing these like go out five or ten yards turn around and come back to like almost like stopping which is taken away from your strength you have speed you got to be calling in routes out routes vertical routes i don't care what it is but your man has to be pulling away from the defender you're Mm -hmm. faster than they are don't stop him because now you're giving a defender the edge Keep your guys moving. I don't care what direction they're moving, but keep them moving. Give them a you know a chance to pull away. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah. When you have a speed group, yeah, you want to give them the ball while they're on the run, not stop and start all over again. Right. That, that just made zero sense to me. So I hope you know going forward, you start seeing more of. You, you can do a five yard. It doesn't have to always be deep. You can go five, ten, whatever it is. But you want it your guy moving. You know what I mean? Like I said, in out. Yeah. I don't care. You know, post, flag, verticals, whatever. But have your guys continue to move, continue to pull away. Um, and actually, did you notice on the uh, go-ahead touchdown at the end, um, the veteran move, right, that Dotson put on? Oh, yeah. The little the stop, the freeze to get the defender not to really contest it. So, right, he's... Going into the end zone, and so many times you see a young receiver, they'll just continue to run to the ball, you know, and then they kind of, if they, so in this case, Wentz kind of underthrew him, or he placed it, you know, in the end zone, maybe he threw it late, you know what I mean? So instead of him running and then stopping and allowing the defender to turn around and swat the ball down, he actually stops like five yards short, puts his right arm out, kind of pushes off the defender, and then like almost like dives forward. So the defender really had no shot. He stopped the defender in his tracks and then dove for the ball when he could have kept running and gave him. So that was that's a veteran move. And for yeah. a rookie, that was that, that was something you just don't expect. That was that was great. Yeah, it was top notch. I can't give him enough applause. Yeah. He could have and probably should have been MVP. Yeah, pro- yeah, definitely. I'm going to tell you why he wasn't. Oh, they want to hype Carson? No. Ron Rivera is doing a great job right now at coaching. Ron Rivera knows I have a player here whose ego is broken. I have a player here who was the number two overall pick with the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles then drafted a guy and said, this is your backup, and then traded him to the Colts. And then the Colts have him for one year, and then the owner comes out and destroys him, right? I mean, he didn't, but he did. And that, that hurts. Coming from an owner... You don't even have to be that rude 
which he was, you know what I mean? What yeah. I'm trying to say is an owner normally will never say anything negative because they're the owner of the team. Yeah. And he shot Carson down. And that's an ego destroyer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's no, owners have no business in that type of stuff, you know. So Ron is looking at this right now, and he says, well, first, first day. Carson walks in the building day one after we make the trade. Do you know what the very first thing, as soon as he walked through those glass doors, Ron Rivera met him, and he shakes his hand, he looks at him. Do you know what the very first thing he said it was? I'm Ron. <laughs> nope. He says, I want you to know that you're wanted here. Okay. Like, right from the yeah. jump, he's letting him know, like, we want you. These other two teams didn't want you. We want you. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, yeah, was big. Yeah. Now you fast forward to game one. He throws two interceptions. Supposedly, Ron looks at him on the sideline and says, go make this right. He says, here's the keys. Go fix your problem. Yeah, well, he, he fixed it. And he manned up. He went out there. And then he gives him the ball after in the locker room. He's building this man right now. He's building it. As this season goes, this could get good, right? So one of two things is going to happen. Yep. You're either going to fix him. Or you're going to break him more. Or he's just, or he's just not. <laughs> or he's just not that you're going to break him, but he's just not fixable. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to Ron Rivera on trying to fix this because I can see what he's doing and and I just yeah I give him an applause for that you know and then let's talk about Dallas let's go That's, I'm hyped for this <laughs> oh my oh my I don't even know how much money Prescott's getting but we all know it's too much did we not sit on here and did we not, or at least I can say, I said, and I gave them more credit than I, I guess they deserve. Mm -hmm. I said, this division will come down to Washington and Philly because Dallas will implode. It's over now. They can't do a single thing. Washington and the Eagles and the Giants. I don't want to count them out. The Giants look better, but they, sh you know, they should not be where we're at yet. So, but the Cowboys. So Dak Prescott has a fracture in his thumb. And I believe they're saying at the six to eight week recovery. That's huge. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to start sooner than the midseason then because you're going with a backup who's never really played in the league. Cooper Rush. Who is he? I think he has one game. I think he's horrible. And it's it's got the potential to implode earlier because they're going to start losing and what's going to happen jerry's going to be jerry he's 
go in the fire, and I already told you this was going to happen. Mike McCarthy out the door is done in Dallas. Dallas is done. So now you got Washington with a chance. Now check this out. First is first. The Lions, I think they put up 35. Yep, it's a 38-30. It's a three-point game. I don't know if the Lions are that much improved on offense. Definitely not. Or if the Eagles just, because they didn't do any hitting, like I said, and they really didn't practice hard, and they have a different philosophy during their OTAs and mini camps. If they were tired, I don't know what their reasoning was. I don't know, like I said, if it's the Lions are good or the Eagles just slipped up. But if Washington handles their business, once again, if you're a good team, Mm -hmm. you got to do what? You got to beat the team you're supposed to beat. I think the Lions are worse than Jacksonville by a lot. I think Jacksonville's like not that bad. I think Washington should have beat them more than what they did. And it shouldn't have been that close. But Detroit, I think they're... I think Detroit's horrible. They're still going to be in like the top three picks this year. So Washington should that Washington shouldn't make it a three point game like Philly did. It should be like a ten ten point eight point around or more than that. If they handle their business the way they should, they go two and zero. Game three is against. The Eagles at home. Now, I like to always go when I do my predictions. I just make it an even split normally to make it fair. I'll say the home team wins, you know. So, you go 2-0. and You bring in the Eagles week three. You handle your business on your home turf. Now you're 3-0. and Yep, and I said that's what was going to happen before the season started. You're 3-0, and and now you bring up a Dallas opponent without Dak Prescott. That should be a 4-0. Washington. And, well, Ch- do you think Chase Young will be back for that game? No, because he has to miss the first four games. Oh, yeah. He's on the, the pup list or whatever, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that means you are guaranteed you're not coming back. And then when you come back, you're going to probably be on what you would call a pitch count. Like, you're not just going to, you know, they're not. It's, yeah. Done. So, no, he will not be back for that one. And then whenever he does come back, don't expect them to be getting six sacks in one game. Like, you ease him in and he gets whatever the number that the coaching staff comes up with, you know. 50% of the snaps, and then maybe the next week it's 60, and then it's 75, and it's, you know, you're going to ease your man back into it. But point being, Washington has a real shot right now. If they handle their business, and if they do what they're supposed to do, Washington could be 4-0. Very well could be. Very, and probably only, should be. There's only one game that's getting in our way, and that is, the Eagles. If you lose to Dallas with Cooper Rush as the quarterback, then yeah, it's, that's just ridiculous. The Eagles, it's going to be a good game. We 
can't overlook Detroit, but we want to think that should be an easy win, hopefully. But that Philly game is going to say a lot about how they start the season off. Because if they can beat them, I'd say that's an easy win with Dallas, and that's 4-0 start. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You handle your business, and you do what you're supposed to do. 4-0, and you go 4-0, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about All all of a sudden, everyone's playing better, looking better. They got confidence. Carson Wentz is probably feeling himself. Everybody's great. And even if something goes downhill, you let's say you lose four in a row. You're four and four. You're in week nine, and you're in the playoff hunt. Like, yeah, if you fin- if if you start the season four and zero, you are like the like, odds of you making the playoffs seventy five percent or higher. It's like you you are definitely a playoff team at that point. You're four and zero. You would have to totally just bomb out the rest of your season, like, right? Yeah. Like. Because even at that point, if you just go 500 and you're finishing four games above 500. Yep. And I think this team is in a position with Logan coming back from his ACL week mm-hmm. one. He had a pitch count, right? Um, we're going to be getting back uh, Brian Robinson. Um, we have, you know, we're going to be getting, like you said, Chase Young. Yep. As this season goes on, once we get to like week 10, as long as we don't have any crazy injuries happen now, this team should actually, in theory, be getting better. Yeah, this team should yeah. be getting better because you're getting back big pieces that now are going for multiple weeks, and they're getting their stamina, and they're getting their feet under them, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, where did this team come from, right? Yep, exactly. That's how I see it. And there's no reason why we shouldn't. And by that part, you know what I mean? Mike McCarthy's probably going to be fired, and it is what it is. Braden's over here tooting. My fault. <laughs> we got the D noise on. You probably didn't hear it. No, they didn't hear it, but, you know. You kept laughing, so I figured <laughs> I'd, I'd let them know. <laughs> Whatever. So, I mean, that's really all I got for this one. It was a great, like, hey, it was a great game. Great turnout. We're going to be there week three as well. Washington and Eagles, you know, can't overlook Detroit, but I'm waiting for the next home game. I was just happy with the turnout because we have been to games and 99% of the games that we go to, it's like a 50%. I feel like it's a 50%, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's a 70-30, but, man, it's insane when you go to games and you see other fans i i think it's gonna be like that for the philly game because every game we've gone to has been like that and jacksonville you know far like one of the farthest you can go but no, what i'm saying was the jacksonville game was great yeah it was like almost all washington fans yeah yeah you had a handful yeah you had a handful what I'm trying to say and then you had one guy you know you got the eagles jersey on another guy got a cowboys jersey on you got your random and i don't get that one at all like your random jerseys your saints or your Dolphins, but whatever. You know, you got your guy here and there. But it had to be 80%, I mean, or more. It was it was probably one of the best games that I've been to in a long time as far as fan turnout. And that's yeah. great. It was loud. It was actually kind of loud in there. Yeah, it was loud. The whole lower deck was packed. Second deck was mainly packed, and the uppers were iffy. But for the most part, there's a lot of burgundy 
in the stands and everyone was loud. So it was awesome. So check this out. Go get your tickets. Yeah. Come to the game. Come meet us. Come talk to us. You want to be on the podcast? Come find me. Maybe we'll get some Eagles fans to talk to us on the podcast. Hey, we can do that too. We'll talk to anybody. I don't care. Whoever wants to talk, we'll put you on here. You come on. Hey, ask questions. I don't care what you got to say. You can you can talk good about us. You can talk bad about us. It doesn't matter. Either way, we're about to be 2-0. That's right. I'm done. How about you? I got nothing. All right, this has been Commanders Uncensored. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight.